This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on Smallville.
Welcome to IRA Fanboy Special Edition Podcast on Smallville. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hey, Connor. And Mike Romo. Hey, guys. And Paul Montgomery. Hello. This is the show I thought we'd never be doing. I know. We're, we're off MyFanboy.com. Normally, we talk about the comics of the week. We have our Pick of the Week show, but we thought we would take a, a little time to talk about Smallville, which just wrapped up its 10-year run, and we've all been watching it, and we figured it's a good time to sit down and sort of assess how the show went and what we thought and all the memories we had in the last decade Jesus. that the show was on 10 years it's nuts there's there's no other there's no other you know other media form in the comic book world that is not more related to iFanboy than Smallville because we both launched the same year and yep. as long as we've been doing iFanboy I know Connor and I have been watching Smallville I'm sure you guys have been watching as well a lot of other folks we celebrated on the website and like when ER ended and 90210 ended and all these like long standing shows I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to live in a world without Smallville <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Smallville ran 10 seasons. It ran 217 episodes, and, it, and Ron said it premiered October 16, 2001, and just ended May 13, 2011, just a couple days ago as we're recording this. Amazingly, the first season premiere had 8.4 million viewers. Jesus. Well, it had a huge marketing push. Remember when yes. it came out? It was, yeah. it, was their, it was their big show. It was almost the their... on the chest, the yeah. scarecrow thing. Yeah. yeah. It was the, the, As, the W early days and the, the WB. Oh, and, yeah. I, fa- I found out that, remember the iconic, you know, with his shirt open and the S on it, that big poster, like that first image? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's not his chest. Apparently they put, I mean, he's got a really great chest all, as it is. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying, I just found out it was funny that they needed to use someone else's chest for that because it's such an sort of iconic picture. It's a little trivia there. In contrast to the uh, premiere of 8.4 million, the season finale drew 2.97 million, which is slightly up uh, on the season. But strangely enough, not the most watched episode yeah. of this final season. Oh wow! What was the most watched episode? It was the, the premiere episode was slightly had more viewers. Oh, interesting. Well, interesting. TV view, and you got to understand that a TV yeah. viewing is down in general, and also yeah. now it it ended it ended its 10 year run in what was it Friday at eight o'clock slot or nine o'clock? No, I'm yeah. about, in contrast yeah. to the season itself, season yeah. 10's premiere, right? was slightly outviewed the finale. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Slightly, which was weird. And then the most popular season in terms of viewers was season two, which averaged six million viewers, which was a lot considering yeah. uh, the, the network it was on and the, and the, the subject matter. But uh, And you guys you guys watched the whole thing, right? I started, stopped, and then like watched the last four or five years. I'm all over the place. My viewership is spotty at best. Uh, fair weather. I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot. Like, I don't know, I've the seen only. full seasons yeah, in the middle. I've never not. I've I've always watched the show, you know, through the seasons regularly released. I wouldn't. And the thing was is that as the years went on, I didn't always immediately watch it. Like sometimes I'd stock up four or five episodes and I'd catch up on a Sunday or whatever. But I watched every season from day one. Now let's go back to ten years ago, Ron. Ron yeah. and I are in San Diego for the first time. Comic Con, our very first San Diego Comic Con. It was the same year that Smallville was premiering, so there was already press and, and things. We, no one had seen it yet, though. Anything from it other than the the promotional materials. We go to the trailer park panel, which yep. before it sucked was an awesome panel to go to. Yeah. Where they'd have they'd have all kinds of premieres. I think we saw three or four like world premiere trailers of that. that yeah, trailer. that was. I mean, that was the the trailer park panel in San Diego. At least for us, had a longstanding history of go sit down for like a half an hour, get a load off, you know, rest your feet, watch some cool trailers, get some cool surprises, and for like the first like two thousand one to like oh five oh six, that was like a safe haven, and then you know everything went blew up, blew up, and it was impossible to get into now. And I don't think they do they even do it now anymore. I don't, I don't know that they do. Yeah. Anyway, that was when they ran the world premiere of the Smallville extended trailer that they they had put together for Comic Con. It was the first time anyone had ever seen any footage from it outside of you know the show itself. 
And it was on the WBD network, which was known for you know, sort of teen dramas and sexy time shows. So it was, there was a little bit of skepticism amongst the crowd, but well, I remember that, the yeah, crowd that, being that, kind of blown away go, by it. At that time going into it, you're talking 2000, 2001, and so like the, the biggest hits on the WB were Felicity and Dawson's Creek. Right. right, like that. That's what. We, so going into it, two shows that I watched religiously. But going into it, that was the idea. Like, oh god, they're gonna Dawson's Creek up Superman. Like, I remember that was the conversations we were having. And then when we actually saw it, I remember the room reacting very positively to it. Yeah. It was, it was very impressively. First of all, you could see the high production value. You could because it was the pilot. They, should, they put a lot of money into the pilot, and they had the, you know the meteor shower, and we saw the, the car crash, and we saw this. Yeah. You know, it was very impressive. And then. The whole rest of the con, they would show it on a loop, not a loop, but they'd constantly show it at the DC booth, and it was constantly bringing in crowds of people to watch. It was very yeah. impressive. People were very sort of blown away by it. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget standing. I mean, anybody who's been to San Diego, and Mike, you can attest to this, is in that, in that DC booth, they've got monitors everywhere. They've got TVs hanging from, you know, from the, 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 you look up, and you just see they've got trailers and clips, and they're running stuff that they've been showing at the con, and quite often you'll get people just standing there looking up with their jaws dropped and stuff like that, but I'll never forget... A the, a the combination of from that San Diego forward, uh, "Save Me" by Remy Zero has been permanently put in my head for the past ten years. Um, <laughs> it's something that that we like to celebrate a lot over the past ten years. Um, and then um, uh, and then I'll just never forget the number of people just standing in that DC booth watching it and just like and the smiles and the nodding and like you know when something was right. Like you know, you know, we know it is. Like you know, when, when we're at the con, we see a lot of stuff. When you know something's off or wrong, you know it. And you go, Ugh, and you just kind of walk away. But the number of people who are like, that, that's going to be really good. Oh my god! And like and the excitement level coming out of San Diego, I think was really palpable. It, was, it reminds yeah. me of uh, what people watching the Walking Dead footage, right? Yeah. Same, same yeah, sort exactly. of feeling. We're like, thing, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, this looks like it's going to be right. Yeah, that must have been a very good feeling. And that's one cool. of the one of the things that we um uh, one of the things that we. Uh, heard coming out of the announcement of the show and going into the early seasons was the the, the executive producers uh, Alfred Goff and, and is it Miles Miller Miles Miller yeah, yeah. Miles Miller said uh, kept on hearing their quote unquote no tights no flights yeah. and in that for the and from what I heard early on to it and, I, and remember we were like quote unquote reporting on it for our fanboy we were saying that <laughs> they had they had a five year plan for the show. And at no point in the show would he ever fly or don a costume. And so that yeah. so the whole idea was it would focus on Clark Kent's time in Smallville, and Lex would be that they introduced Lex, and it was the beginning of that, you know, uh, of of that that relationship. And I don't think at the time anybody thought this would go for ten years. So and was another interesting side note about the development um, was at the time we were on the Warren Ellis forum a lot, and with and somebody else who was a regular was a WB executive who who said that. They were they developed two shows simultaneously. One was Smallville, and one was the Young Bruce Wayne show. Yep. And basically, they didn't know which one they were going to go with. They wanted to go with one of the two. Uh. The Bruce Wayne show was called Bruce Wayne. Smallville Superman show called Smallville, and they they eventually went with Smallville because you take away the costume, and it's still a Superman show. Yep. He still fly, He still has yeah. the strength and the abilities, and he still can do that stuff. We take away the Batman costume. And it's not as compelling visually. It's just a kid with yep. kung fu abilities and a bunch of gadgets, which is still Batman, but it's not the look and feel of Batman as you can, that you can get with from a Superman show. I, know, I just don't think that show could have lasted as long at all because Superman is so much about accepting one's responsibility and, and figuring out what who he is. Bruce Wayne is like, how do I avenge and how do I? It's a much darker. Yeah. Sort I feel of like everyone in his form. life would die. They would have to create new characters yeah. to kill and then off. Yeah, they would have to die at the <laughs> end. Everything of every would be week. a downer. Although, do you remember? Yeah. I forget. And we're going to get into. I assume we're going to get into reminiscing about seasons. But yep. do you remember when Ian Somerhalder yeah. was on the show and we Adam and, Knight. and we yeah, we were convinced it was a young Bruce Wayne? 
Like, well, yeah, he wore the Bruce Wayne, the Batman colors. He had a gray, gray, exactly. black, and yellow clothes all the yeah. time. And his last name was Knight. And like, and I remember, Connor, I remember you and I talked like, oh my God, they're bringing Bruce Wayne on. It's going to be amazing. And then he turned <laughs> into some weird vampire. And we're like, oh. <laughs> Wasn't there like a female character was sort of like a Batman y kind of vigilante? There was character? a Batman esque vigilante. But the whole point was they, Warner Brothers wouldn't let him use Batman. So they, we thought they were sort of backdooring Batman into the yeah. show. But uh, from what I read this week on, you know, some of the reminiscing articles that have been in the magazines is that they wanted, Adam Knight to be a permanent sort of boyfriend, love triangle person for Lana, but they ended up having no chemistry between Kristen Crook and, and Summerholder, so they ended up turning him into a villain and killing him off. And instead, um, instead we got Jason Teague, which is, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is almost worse. So let's talk about it. So how did you, how, Mike, how did you, how did you get – when did you start watching Smallville? I, I mean, I started at the beginning. I think I watched the first two seasons. It was weird. It's like 10 years ago, watching TV was such a clearly different thing. I mean, we, we taped everything, but it's like it was I, – I find it funny that I would like stay home on a Friday. It always had a terrible time slot. No, well, it, it was – it started it was, on Tuesday. And it moved yeah, to yeah. Wednesday after season, season, season three moved to Wednesday. Season five moved to Thursday. And then season nine moved to Friday. So it kept getting pushed further and further into the week. Yep. And and I and I remember uh, liking it, but it's it's funny. Uh, I I just sort of d- drifted off, and then I think it was sort of when I sort of started hanging out with you guys, and you guys kept talking about Smallville, and the site kept talking about Smallville. I'm like, is it is it actually good now? And that was like five years ago or whatever it was, and uh, that's when I. That's when they really also seemed the last couple of years when they opened the floodgates and they could use the other properties. Like that's a fairly recent thing apparently when I was talking to these folks and as soon as they were able to open that door, DC let them use those other characters. I really felt like it took off. But the I, the first season was was solid. I just sort of fell out of it. Well, I think there were definitely there were definitely at least the way I looked at it, looking back on the ten seasons, I definitely saw different like waves of themes throughout the, well, the years. The show changed completely. Yeah, over yeah, exactly. So like so like really what you had was like the first. Um, you know the first like the Jesus the first four seasons were all they were still in high school it was all in Smallville and it pretty much was the freak of the week. Remember yeah. it was it was just like okay what random person could be influenced by by, right. by Kryptonite and get powers that does Clark have to deal with and then underlying of that you had the Clark Lana relationship and the Clark Lex relationship you know where they start off as friends and then 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 develop the rivalry and then then eventually become enemies and then. Right around season four or season five, they started slowly introducing. <clears throat> they started slowly introducing DC characters, like they introduced the Flash and Aquaman yeah. and things like that, and they introduced Lois, and they're giving us little tastes of it. And then it became full on Clark versus Lex. Um, and then really, once the show moved to Metropolis, it became more about Clark being on the road to become Superman. That's kind of how I saw the phases of the show. Yeah. Um, I love how they just completely skipped college. Oh yeah, no. I think what they he, went from high school to. I think they were in college for one season. Well, that was with that was Brainiac was his teacher. Right? Yeah, and yeah. James Marsters was on. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they they were in college for one season, and then they all yeah. just they all bailed. Yeah. Uh, is, we're all adults now. With yeah, jobs. Well. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paul, you're a little bit younger than us. How did you come to the show? Um, I think I tried I tried it a little bit in the beginning, and and the the Krypton like the the green uh, meteor rock freak kind of thing sort of turned me off to it a bit, and. So I, I I didn't watch it religiously, and I think sort of around the time they were introducing some of the Justice League kind of characters, and I was and I was getting more involved on the site, and and there being like a, a Smallville live blog, you know, going on, I went back and watched a couple of the seasons, and I remember one one of the seasons I, I kind of liked was the I did like the college one with uh, with James Marsters and and Brainiac. And, and Brainiac and stuff, and and I think they did do some interesting things. One of the things. You might have left out Ron um, in that that roundup of of the trajectory of the the show was 
the Kryptonian mythology. Yeah, true. Which I think I think that's sort of been around since maybe season two or three when like there was that cave with all the symbols and stuff, and and then bringing in Christopher Reeve and and him being you know kind of an inspired idea to have him be sort of like a Stephen Hawking kind of character and interested in the cosmos, and then and, and introducing Clark to sort of his his destiny in a way um, without you know having direct involvement of characters from Krypton which I think they sort of you know threw out as this as the seasons went on like Jarrell's like a full-on character basically and the like it's it's not just a lost legacy there's actually like actual involvement from Krypton and and then you have Zod coming in and everything but um yeah I, I guess I sort of just I tuned in whenever I was sort of interested in the the new you know DCU guest stars and stuff and I mean, those. I think those were the, the the big events as the the series progressed. You know, like the Legion. I remember being this just huge event because not only were they introducing the the Legion of Superheroes, they also it's also written by Jeff Johns, and it's like sort of at the height of Jeff Johns's you know influence in comics. They they definitely did a lot of stuff that I personally never thought I would ever see on TV, much less in Smallville. Like you know the fact that they introduced the Legion, or you know that they had you know Green Arrow come on as a as a regular character cast member. It was interesting to see with the, the stuff they did with the DC mythos and what they picked and choose to use and what worked and what didn't. I really don't think any of the DC characters that they brought in from the comics really missed, um, except maybe Doomsday. Doomsday was the only D- comics-inspired character or storyline that that turned me off. Like season eight to me was the low point of the show of the whole ten-year run. That's when I let so many episodes mm. stock up, and I wouldn't watch it, you know, immediately because I didn't like the guy playing Doomsday. I didn't like the whole idea of it. I didn't like what's going on with Chloe. I just didn't like it yeah. at all. Yeah. Is in but in in their defense, is there a way to make Doomsday that? compelling or is it or is it just a mistake to even to try to make him interesting uh, I, he's, he's really tough yeah. Doomsday is, I mean he's a plot device basically I mean he's he comes in to kill Superman there's nothing really char- like interesting there's no, there's, there's no character to it it's just a force that needs to be so reckoned they, with they made him into like a basically a werewolf kind of thing yeah right? it's like it's a, a, a paramedic love interest with Chloe and, who is annoying to uh, Sam Witwer I don't like him uh, I didn't think that was a low point I thought the low point was the season prior to when they added Lois I think that was when this show really sort of hit its its bottom and I think Lois injected a lot more energy. Well, they introduced like, Lois in season four, so season three. Right, I think season three was a oh. season three, season four ish was about the the low point when Lois well, became a regular character. Was really really when it showed. Yeah, well, that was right it, around it, the time when they were, that was right around the time when they were getting out of the Freak of the Week kind of, and then when they were amping up Lex as the villain and stuff like that. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think, but I I, I think season eight was worse than early. I think, and, oh, and then I then I think again when when they ran out of stories for Lana. Yeah. When they added Lois, and then they kept trying to inject her if they made her look. Lex's girlfriend and a wife. Oh, and then, that was awful. Yeah. That was I ridiculous. I think that's probably the low point of the show. And I don't blame Lana as a character because a lot of people no. hate her, and I don't hate her as a character. I think it's just her story ran out, and they just they tried to hang her on for too long, and then they finally got rid of her. But yeah, I, I, I agree with that. For sure. came, when she came back as like all badass and like yeah. yeah, I was like, oh god, come on. Well, okay, so what what were the things about the show that we liked? What were our, what were, who are our favorite characters? What like what that sort of thing? Like what, what Lionel Luther? Oh, so good. <laughs> that's that's something. I, that's one of the, the threads that like you know kept me watching. Even though if if some if an episode was hokey, I'd always know that there's some kind of machination going on with with uh, with John Glover just. Chewing the scenery and and like he and Lex and, and sort of he he was the Lex Luthor for a while yeah um like the full on you know heel and I just I love that it's sort of like the you know the Shakespearean back and forth with with those two guys um uh 
whether it's it's firing an entire staff of uh, the Smallville scene. wing of the industry or whatever, but it was just that was great. I and put, then, yeah, I put that scene up on my. We did we did a whole best of list on fanboy.com and in my top uh, my five favorite moments, which are totally self indulgent. It was like the <laughs> the five moments that made me laugh. Basically, I love that when Lionel just comes off the helicopter. And he's like, "Beautiful day, it's excellent. Good to see you. Everyone is fired." And then he just gets up on the helicopter. It's and great. Leaves. It's a walk and talk. Oh, it's it was, they, they follow him through, and um, and then he ends up in prison. And then oh, yeah. all the stuff with his hair, and then like uh, there was like out of like sw- like body switching stuff, and it was just great. It was Lionel like, was one of the great characters of the show, and I wonder if he was meant to be, or if it just became that way because John Glover was so amazing it's at the role. One of the best cast. I mean, actually, it goes. It, it, if you ask me, I think the casting of John Glover as Lionel Luther, and then as John Schneider as Jonathan Kent were at the two of the most important casting of the show like I John Schneider like at the end of the show I'm like I want him to be my dad he was you know so rough and he was so earnest and he'd do the right thing and always gave the lesson and like and and as much as the full as much as the balance between Clark and Lex was there was that balance between Jonathan Kent and Lionel Luther that was so important to the to the first five years of the show at least I think if you're talking about a high point and a good thing with the show is I think casting wise yeah yeah it was very few missteps if you're talking the pre- the principal cast from Tom Welling, we can get to the fact that probably of the whole show, Clark's probably the most boring character. But he, he's still he, he's a great Superman. Yeah. Well, he, he, it's almost like the Seinfeld uh, syndrome, right? Where the lead himself is – I always felt like Welling was really good when he was playing the effects of a particular Evil type Clark, of kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he was awesome in that way. And then when he was in that weird sort of uh, – was the Phantom Zone when his hair was down? He was looking like Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Like whenever his hair was different, he seemed to be like a better actor. Yeah. Like <laughs> for me, like uh, as far as casting, I think a lot of the casting has been really spot on. Uh, I really love the girl that played Zatanna. I thought she did a fantastic job. But the breakout for me really was uh, the girl playing Lois. I, her name Erica is Scarlett. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's she's been able to play. What could easily be a very thankless role, trying to follow up Margot Kidder, and she made it her own. She's really, really funny. She's comedically talented, but she can also play the serious scenes as well. And she has to play the same kind of stuff over and over again, but you never got the feeling that she was getting tired of it like you did with – I felt with some of the other actors. I really felt like she gave it a go. Yeah, she had to endure a lot of like the gimmicky things and the – you know, the playing up the – like. Sex pot kind of character things where the the which you just do a Google image search and you'll find them, um, but you know all those like the the weird things like where they paired like where actually it was her and Chloe and Lana in when they became like witches and stuff and like <laughs> I feel so bad for those actors like in those episodes where <laughs> they have to go through those things but then but then they come out on the other side and I I think she's a really good Lois and I think she made Tom Welling like work harder and and. And he looked better. And the whole purpose of the show was to see how all these characters who we knew about from this point get to that point. So Lois had to mature. She, you know, she was a party girl, and she didn't have, really have any career ambitions. And while Chloe was dream was to work at the Daily Planet, like she went to work at the Inquisitor, you know, which is yeah. the you know which is the, the the gossip rag, you know, and like that. It, it and so like it was interesting to see Lois get her character arc over the you know whatever six years that she was on the show as well to see her get to the point where you know when we get to the finale, like she was Lois Lane. That was it. Although my one, I just totally remember this, and the, Connor will laugh at this. For years, I said that the motivation for Clark to join the Daily Planet and then become Superman would be hinged upon the death of Chloe. 
and it yeah, never happened. And I was convinced. Yeah, totally. I was like, yeah. Oh, to like take over for her, yeah. like to take up her torch. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, although apparently according to Wikipedia, this says that they had planned to kill Chloe off at the end of season three and then bring Lois in, but they didn't. So maybe I was right, but they decided. Was that when the bomb happened? When she went into like a safe house and it exploded? Oh, I forget. I don't even know. There, there was a there was a safe house and somebody smuggled her in and then it's like a wide shot and then the whole building oh explodes. the house blew up yeah, yeah. oh yeah and I remember the, that yeah. yes yeah I remember that yeah. and then the next thing is you find out that they very quickly sent her down into like a storm cellar or something <laughs> all I gotta say is all I gotta say is like, if you lived in this in Smallville I, like it's like the shit that happened in this town weekend after weekend it's always the same people involved like like and they had that remember that that bad sheriff character. Yep. Um, the woman sheriff who she was the only it's, one who was ever a, oh, who, who was ever a little suspicious of Clark. It's like it all seems to be happening around you. Like, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, how about Casting some of the special guests? Though, yeah, the cast. Yeah, this was a this was a really strong cast from Annette O'Toole as as Martha was a yep. great casting job. Mm-hmm. Not not just a nod to the old Superman stuff, but also a really great actress who did yep. a really good job with the cast. Totally. Lex and Lionel, the father son dynamic between Michael Rosenbaum and and John Glover was. One of the high points of the show. And even the side characters, like uh, Allison Mack was really good as Chloe. And Pete, Sam Jones was, you know, he was okay. He was not in a lot. He was barely, he actually got rid of him fairly quickly. <laughs> I think it's strong. I think it was just, it was a strongly cast show. And even the guest stars and the people who came on as the DCU characters and Michael McKean, it's an excellent Perry White. Oh, great Perry awesome. White. Yeah, really awesome. good Perry White. Who, who had a voice cameo in the final episode. Uh, you know, and Aaron Ashmore is Jimmy Olsen, who I didn't realize that they, I, I, when they killed off Jimmy, I didn't realize that wasn't the actual Jimmy. It was a second. Yeah, Jimmy. exactly. Yeah, right. how, how can Brother. two brothers be named Jimmy? Cousins. They're co- no, they're brothers. No, I thought I heard no, it was they're a, brothers. They're, they're brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. The, the it's one, a little brother is. Yeah, but, but how, they didn't. Oh, they, they, how do you do that? I don't know. So he's just he, they just call him Olsen at the end. Are you just talking about the finale? Yeah. Is yeah. that the only time we've seen him? Yeah, they just call him Olsen. Yeah. So he's not necessarily Jimmy. Be like Timmy Olsen. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, what, but, do, what do you guys think of the casting of Connor Kent? Well, kind of had the same jeans on it that the the book had. Well, yeah, they put they put him in the black t shirt. That worked. <laughs> yeah, that, no, but, that was the, the that was one of the creepy younger Lexes. I didn't. I never exactly. liked the, the younger Lexes. Always creep me out. Even going back yeah. to season one finale when they showed Lex with his red hair playing in the cornfield, and then the the meteor oh, shower happens, and he's he's sitting there fetal position with the one tuft of red hair. Like the younger Lexes always creep me out. I don't know why, but they always did. But uh, so what what what? Because since Paul and I had dropped off and we came back in, what kept you guys in it? You think? I genuinely enjoyed it. I genuinely yeah. enjoyed the, the story and the characters. I mean, there was always low points. For 10 years, you're going to have low points. Yeah. Any show, any endeavor is gonna, it goes on that long. Yeah. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the journey. And I just enjoyed it. It wasn't anything – I mean, when it was not enjoyable for an episode or two, then you sort of – you know, that's the price you pay for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I, it was the same thing. I mean, like, and I'm not a Superman comic fan, but there's something about the show that I liked. I, li- I mean, I, I watched it for years for mainly for Lionel. And, just, and, and like part of it is that you get – I mean, I, the thing is, is that I like episodes television. I like hour-long dramas, and it just was part of the calendar, part of my the shows I watched, and so stuck with it till the end. And then once they started, once they started expanding to Metropolis and started getting more into comic stuff. I mean, personally, I, I know a lot. Of, you know, a lot of people have different different opinions, but I really like Justin Hartley as Green Arrow. I loved oh, yeah. him. Yeah, yeah I thought oh, I thought totally. he was a great addition was great. to the show. Yeah, it was great. I didn't like Tess Mercer as much. Oh, really? No. I liked her. No, I didn't like yeah. her. They didn't have a lot. They couldn't figure out what to do with her or yeah. what yeah. she was. But she was I, I liked her as an actress. That she was pretty good. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, it's something, you know, like, like I said, for the past 10 years, it just always was there. Yeah. One of my favorite things about watching the show was, as someone who grew up reading comics in the 80s, and we didn't really ever get comics media, like, like, like right now, people should appreciate the films and the TV shows, and yeah. the, because in the, in the 80s, when I was a kid reading comics, all I wanted was these things to come to life, and they couldn't yeah. because, for various reasons. 
one of my favorite things about watching the show is constantly marveling at the fact that I'm watching a show with Green Arrow in the cast. Yep. Or I'm watching a show with the Justice League or the Justice Society, and there's Jay Garrick on TV. Yep. And there is Alan Scott on TV, or there is Booster Gold. I mean, I was constantly marveling at the fact that I'm watching the show that's not making fun of these characters and taking them completely seriously as valid people on television. And there's John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, and, and he's believable. And he's believable, and it works. And it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so. constantly, I would constantly just giggle because I think back 20 years ago, and this was um, an impossible dream. And, yeah. then, and it's just amazing that there was a show on prime time for however long with Green Arrow in it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you go back and you think about the, I, I, I reminisce about the Flash, you know, the early yep. '90s CBS show, The Flash, with John Wesley Ship. Um, and that was good, but it was never it was never done with the reverence that Smallville had. Like like yep. there there was no there was no embarrassment or um, or like oh well we got to deal with this comic stuff. Like they embraced the comic book stuff when it worked, but they also stayed true to the vision of the show, which was to profile the life before you know he dons the cape. Um, you know, and and the thing was is that they totally there were fan service moments in every season. Anytime they played the the John Williams Superman music, I got chills. Like yeah. they, t- they totally knew. science. Yeah, it's they, just how it works. Yeah, they knew what buttons. They knew what buttons to to press to get us excited and keep us excited through the ten years. And so you know the cameos. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally, exactly. And any hint of anything, like the first time you saw Kryptonian and you saw the the S shield, and the first time you you know the the Fortress of Solitude, and it looked like the Fortress of Solitude from the movie that was coming out. Like they they really were able to balance the stuff that would get fa- you know because really the show it was made for people like us. You know, at least well, one, the, one of the, the beginning one. One of the big uh, successes, I think, is that they were able to draw it out in a nice. They didn't blow everything right at the beginning, like they sort of brought the forces of solitude, the shield, everything that you were talking about, Ron. They did it over a nice period of time, so there was always something new happening that you go, "Oh, good, they got it right again." Yeah, they exactly. didn't. They didn't just sort of front load and show the show. They sort of figured out what the show would be as it happened, and. One of the things I kind of liked about it is that by the time, you know, Friday's episode rolled around, like I knew every set and every configuration of the sure. studio that they <laughs> the, shot the it four, in. The four sets they had? Yeah. And it, it was just, and it was sort of funny. It was almost like they were putting on a weekly play at the, some community theater. And you were always like, God, they, they really did it again. They just did a different angle on there and they yep, yeah. got new drapery there, but they're still going for it. It was like they, even though they had a lim- clearly had limited budget. And, and they couldn't do everything they wanted to do. I think they they just did the best show they could every week. And, yeah. and there was something really kind of endearing about it because who knows, guys, when the next show will be that will last 10 years. It yeah. might not happen. Well, I mean, just, just, just the fact that – I mean put aside the fact that it's, it's a comic book show. Yeah. Any show exactly. that lasts 10 years on television these days is amazing. I mean the fact that it's also about Superman is doubly amazing. But the fact that – yeah. This show went on for ten years. Is in this climate and this this television climate, this media climate, is is a remarkable achievement. Now, now, admittedly, I'll, I will admit that there were times that I got frustrated with the show, like when when they introduced the costume and it sat there in the ice in the fortress, yeah. and every now and then they just turned to it and it'd be like, "Oh, come on, just put it on!" Like it was like there were times where, admittedly, I got, but in it, that was it was frustrating in a good way. And then like when when Clark donned the the trend the the Columbine Superman costume with the trench coat <laughs> and the black t shirt, I was like grown, and I, I actually. I actually did like the red leather jacket with the. Me too. Yeah, I, I really like that as a look. That was interesting. All the, I mean, admittedly, the blur, like referring to him as the blur for like three seasons, was like got kill, really tiring. Killing me, got so tiring. The hole they put themselves into was the the show is the journey, right? Yeah. And the, yeah. the, the longer the show goes, the longer the journey gets, and the more unbelievable it gets because you're getting older <laughs> and older and older and older. Right. Exactly. And you know, Christopher Reeve was 24 when he played Superman, and Tom Welling didn't put the suit on until he was 33. So. Yeah. 
they put themselves into a hole that they had to figure out creatively how to survive the show. And the way to do that was to make Clark a pre-Superman superhero, which, you know, doesn't necessarily work logically, but none of this really works logically. But, it, <laughs> you know, like everyone saw his face. Yeah. You know, yeah, so right. I remember three or four years ago, Tad Stones, the cartoon producer, said they're, in a, they're putting themselves into a hole where they can't have Superman because yeah. everyone has seen yeah. Clark's face. But, they, you know, they just sort of ignore that. But the thing is, the longer the show went on, the more successful it was. The story-wise, the bigger hole they dug themselves into. Yeah. And I thought they did a good job of sort of not dying I, in the bottom of that hole. I remember for the longest time we were we were telling people, you know, in the in the live chats and things like there. It we you have to understand that this is not going to end with the Superman continuity that we know in the comics. It's going to be a completely different configuration. And we were kind of wrong because You're totally wrong, totally you get, wrong. Yeah. And they sort of and and to be honest, this is another frustration. This is where they kind of cheated because they do a lot of stuff with mind erasures and things. Yeah. And if there's any really big qualm I have with the show is that they do play around a lot with the idea that they can just willy-nilly erase people's minds. And then, like, they, that's, that's I mean, a, they did it to Chloe. Trope, they did yeah, it to Lois. But, yeah, time. but, you know, I mean, that's maybe that's not something that is worth bringing out of the comics. But, hey, but hey that happened on, on like, Dallas. Yeah, like okay. that happened in soap operas. People, people, and, yeah. people get amnesia all the time in soaps. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the one that happened to Lex in the finale is pretty egregious. Well, yeah, that was. I mean, that was. Well, at least, at least yeah. didn't kiss him and then have that happen. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, that's what's worse: <laughs> a, a neurotoxin that erases your memory, or Superman kissing you and you forget who he it is. It selectively erases your memory. Because I was like, does he? Did he lose language? Did he come back after seven years to become the president of the United States <laughs> after losing like like motor skills and like did he have to relearn everything? Like, did he know like the capitals of all the states? Well, that's like, that, amnesia, that amnesia doesn't work that way anyway. That's yeah. that's that's not how amnesia works. But so it now, works by a neurotoxin making you forget your personal Paul, relationship Paul, with Paul, one Paul. other person. As Tom Cater says, don't question it. All right. I'm just saying because we've we've been very positive so far. I just put this one negative. Well, no, but that's will, the th- but that's the thing that that happens so many times over and over again. Where like so, you know so, you know they they would explain what happened or Clark would blur out of it or you know like and people and and you're just like how stupid are these people and you just got to go with it. You just got to go. That's the premise. That's of the, the Superman show. conceit. He's yeah. got glasses. On. I will. That's how people don't recognize yeah. him. So you, if you can buy into the fact that glasses. Per- Keep people from recognizing Superman right. as Clark Kent. Then you have to buy into other things. It's just the way. It's just I the way will. I will allow it because we got to see Darkseid turn into an explosion of crows. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 get into the finale now. We all watched the finale. It happened uh, this past week. It was a two-hour finale. It was wrapping up the entire ten years. The the point we were with the story was Lois and Clark were getting ready to get married. And Lois and said just, she just wanted to to end it. She want she actually didn't want to get married because she was afraid she was holding Clark back. Right. So then. So we had a two-hour finale. Wrapped it up. How successful was the finale in terms of wrapping up the season and or the, what, the series? I think finales, almost by definition, will they're hard. Uh, d- d- will disappoint. Like there's just no way to live up to the expectation. I think this is a more successful finale than Battlestar Galactica or Lost in a way because not only did it really close out the story really nicely, it set up a perfect new beginning. For Superman, it was like it did. It had double duty, right? It had to frame everything right for the Superman story, but it had to close the series in a really compelling and thoughtful way. In the Clark Kent story, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was it had a balancing act, and I thought it really achieved that. I thought it was a very successful finale. I, I I did get a little bit tired of sort of the the flashbacks and all the different scenes flashing by, but I guess that's really just for the fans. Just to sort of reminisce together, but I, well, that was a very. That, I mean, yeah, the I mean, montages were a little bit much. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that earlier. 
earlier, you know, the, the, the in the Fortress of Solitude and, and you know, re- reviewing his career over the past 10 years, that was very, that reminded me of, uh, which is still in my, in my mind, one of the best se- series finales ever was uh, the Six Feet Under finale. Where, yeah. uh, where not where they didn't do a flashback of what happened. They did a flash forward to see what happened in everyone's lives. But it reminded me very much of that, like set to music and this kind of montage. I enjoyed it. It was like it, the thing was is that like if you ask me, did the how did the finale? How does it rate to other finales? And ha- what how did it do in terms of wrapping up the series? A plus for me. It got. I really. It, it yeah, was. I, I was yeah. shocked. I, I I know I texted both Ron and, and Mike who were on the West Coast and watching it. I was like, wow, they nailed it because. Yeah. Well, again, what Mike said, they had to wrap the story up, but they had to also set up the Superman story. And in terms of satisfying finales, this was shockingly high on the all-time list. Yeah, uh, this, this is really I, If you had asked yeah. me years ago how good would the finale be, I wouldn't have told you this good. I was really surprised at how well they wrapped everything up and how well they set things up stuff, uh, brought Superman in. They brought Superman in for the last 10 minutes. I really thought we'd only see a final yeah. shot. They, I mean, yeah. when he goes, he gets the suit. I was, I looked at the clock and I was like, there's 10 minutes of the show left. This is, it was well, way th- more than I that thought. Was that was, that's the great Smallville fake uh, ending, right? The 10 minutes before the show was over was always a f- false ending. And so when that happened and you got 10 minutes in the suit, it was like, it was, I was almost, it was freaking me out. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to, this is actually happening. Some, some important ingredients to that are, Having the John Williams music in there, yeah, and yeah. there's no you you can't do better than that. You just can't. No. You, you no one will ever create music that works better for Superman, whatever the medium. It's just perfect. And then you know having all the iconic stuff and being sort of like the timeless look of the. I'm just thinking of the, those last moments where it's it's seven years in the future, and we haven't talked about the bookend either with uh, Chloe opening up the comic and, and reading to her son, um, the, which is sort the of a Gary Frank nice art. Way. Yeah, which is sort of a, a, a nice way to, to bookend it. I, so I think you get all the all the classic Superman iconography in there, and but the other so that's the important stuff in in terms of what Mike you were saying about setting up the Superman story. But in terms of ending Clark's story, very important bringing back Lex and Lionel. I think um, yes. that's a major major thing. If they hadn't had Lex, it just wouldn't have felt right. And that was a big concern was was whether or not to get Michael Rosenbaum to come back. There was a, we you know we all followed in the in the press the negotiations to bring him back. And I think you're right. If he hadn't come back, it would have been a much lesser experience. Well, Connor, you had me all you, right. you had me all worried because like the, a couple of days before, I was like we were talking about it. And you're like, well, I heard that you know Michael Rosenbaum was only on set for one day, so who knows how much we're going to get. And yeah. if you ask me, it was the per, it was the perfect right amount. I mean, yes. again, also into the as we're talking about the the questioning of Lex's mind wipe, the return of Lex is another thing where don't look into it too deeply. Avert <laughs> your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, remember, I had I mean, fun there with the some, Frankenstein aspect. Yeah, there were some great moments, including the horrible moment where you thought that Lionel was going to cut his daughter's heart out. Yeah, yeah. And I was the, giddy. I was like, the, they're going to put all these pieces from the best clones of Lex Luthor together to make Lex Luthor again, and it just it felt oh that's so awful, but I love it. It's yeah. And actually, if you get to the only negative I had with the finale, and actually it was more of an overall negative with this final season, is I thought you didn't really need the dark side story, yeah. which was started off the season, completely disappeared for the middle part of the season, and then came back at the end. So there wasn't really that emotional payoff because we hadn't been following, he hadn't really been fighting the dark side characters that much. So when they appear at the end, I understand it's more about giving him this giant thing to, to fight. 
which is Darkseid and then Apocalypse, which, again, we're watching a TV show with Apocalypse on Which it. looked awesome, yeah. by the way, which was, <laughs> oh, God, that was so cool. So, so the big thing Superman, he did when he was Superman, the first thing he did was he uh, pushed Apocalypse. The planet was coming at Earth, I guess, to ram it. And <laughs> the, the, the planet it. that they, they couldn't figure out how big it was. Yeah, that, exactly. none of that. Well, I, that was I'd really cons- frustrating. Whitney well, was I, going I, crazy. I'd consider, <laughs> I'd, I'd consider destroying Darkseid his first act as Superman because that's yeah, when he I guess that's true, But in the suit, the was, moment was, the moment he realized he could fly was awesome. That oh, was yeah. so that good. Was, that was done so well. And then and then and then defeating Darkseid was quick and easy. And then getting the suit. And then the fact that so you got so basically what's happening is Apocalypse is bearing down on Earth and. Um, everyone's panicking. It's red sky, which is I was like, oh, crisis. But um, <laughs> everyone's you know panicking, and and Lois sneaks her way onto Air Force One and convinces the government to not nuke it. Uh, that was a little weird. I know. And, the, and the guy, and I remember the, the the secretary secretary of defense is like, your hero has five minutes, and I was like, oh shit, five minutes. I was like, and meanwhile Clark's like walking around in the barn. I'm like, you've got five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, but they're also they're also setting up the the classic. Superman saves Lois on a plane. That's bit, what I was getting is- to. That's what I was getting to. So the, the first thing he does on the plane, uh, in, the, in the costume, is save Air Force One and waves to Lois from the plane. That got awesome. me. I was like, oh my God, this Perfect. is awesome. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then ultimately goes and I guess pushes. We, like, what I liked is we didn't see what happened. We, didn't, we never saw him pushing Apocalypse. We never saw – all we saw is that all of a sudden Apocalypse is going away and he's there floating in space. And yeah. you know, and and everyone can see him, and he's you know, and 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 he helped bring the light and un you know undo the the dark influence and and fulfill the prophecy, and and th- that was great. And then the skip ahead seven years, I thought was was, was perfect. Was the, perfect, the last five yeah. minutes where we, yeah. we so see good five, seven yeah. years in the future, Clark's bumbling around the Daily Planet. Lois is much more of a Lois type character we know. Michael McKean playing Prior White's yelling through the the editor door. There's Jimmy, Great Caesar's ghost. Yep, yep. And then the amazing final minute where he, he there's a crisis. He runs up to the roof. He he in slow mo walks towards well, the camera, if, opens the shirt, and that's the final shot is him pulled you know with, with the, the suit on under the shirt. Which well, was, even before that, what I thought was good was that you know he he bumbles and bumps into Lois and yeah. and, and and she goes nobody's watching you know you can knock it off and she goes do you have them and he opens up the their wedding rings and you get the idea for the past seven years they didn't get married. Oh yeah, right. they didn't get married. Which, that was very interesting. Yeah, which I thought was really really interesting and and so they had to wait for you know and so apparently they're. They're about to get married, so we've had seven years of him as Superman, and right. so that that uh, to Paul's point plays totally true to the Superman continuity that we know of, where you know Superman and Lois, and you know that Lois got the the scoop and did the the, the uh, expose just that she knew who Clark was. It fit into what we think of what is Superman, which I thought was great. And then, like yeah. I said, Connor, yeah, that slow motion up on the roof, throwing the jacket down, and then opening. He, the he's shirt. walking oh. in slow motion. The yeah. music swells. I literally. Yeah. I, I think my entire body is one big goosebump. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what was? The, what, you know what was probably in the shot? Okay, so so just to background everybody else, the night of oh no, the night the night of the finale, a couple hours before the finale, we were recording the Pick of the Week podcast, and I lost it out of nowhere. I was surprised <laughs> by myself, screaming about what I wanted the end of the of the show to be, and what I said is I wanted the show to end. This is what I wanted the finale to end with. Would end with. Clark in the full Superman costume, standing on top of the Daily Planet, holding the American flag and, the, and a bald eagle on his other on his on his other <laughs> wrist, right? And and he went on for about five minutes. And it's and it's swelling with the John Williams music, and then the camera swirls and goes around him, and then goes across the street to the Luthercore building, and there's Lex behind a desk, slamming his fist on the desk, and that's how it ends. Oh, and funny. and now if you that's not exactly what we got, but when he ran out onto the the roof, what'd you see? An American flag. 
Yeah. Right. And then and then I love the Luther core when the, the Luther Black core. That was awesome. That was hilarious. Like, so <laughs> so really why I didn't get exactly what I wanted out of it. it the it, elements were there. It nailed it. Totally nailed it. Yeah. 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 The, the, Luther, the whole season, the whole series, we had Luther Corp. And we know yep. from the comics it's Lex, Lex Corp yep. because Lex wasn't the boss. Lionel was. And then the very end. As a part of the the attack, was it the the attack? No, it was just from, it was yeah when apocalypse. It was apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the, the shock. The waves letters were, fell fell out, fell out. Yeah, and it's and transformed it an X. That was great. Oh, it was Which, great. I mean, they sort of got every element. And they put it in. They found a way to get to it. A much more elegant fashion. Oh, and also in the seven years in the future, Lex is now president, which is yeah. which fulfills in the white suit. Yeah. yeah, which fulfills what they did on the on the uh, on the show years ago with the flat with the flash forward, as well as what happened in the comics and stuff like that. I don't know. It was it was perfect. It was the, per- it, it, the what the moment, villains does he have left? Well, he's got Lex. Well, part of, got, part of the thing in the second to last episode was showing that there was going to be all of these new threats to, in his life, including the Legion of Doom, which we had. We had Captain Cold, and we had yep. Solomon Grundy, Manta. and we had Black Manta. I mean, the idea was there are things coming. So there's a lot okay. there's lots he can he can deal with. There's okay. I mean, there's a pantheon of Superman villains. The yeah, the, the, the Legion of Doom was was really cool. I thought that in, in, in the episode before I, I geeked out a little about that. Yeah, I'm that like, was oh, there's cool. Captain Cold. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get the sense that there, there's as as long as he's around, there will be threats and that he has to deal with. And so I don't know. It was you're kind of you're right. It's up there in my top ten series finale. It was. I was surprised. I really, I was hopeful going in, but you know what are you going to do? That's it's scared. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I wasn't scared. I was, I was hopeful. I'm always hopeful. And it really blew my expectations away. The, uh, I, I, think, I think the comic book framing device, you know, obviously that's how the, 70, the 78 film opens too with, with the comic yeah. book was, was really just thrilling. I mean, as soon as that happened, when she's reading the story to her kid, like, like yeah. So, it was that, yeah, so like, she with Oliver? Well, yeah. he had a, there was a bow and arrow set in his room, yeah. so you got yeah, to assume a blind that. Kid. But th- that kind of annoys me because Ollie and Bob Canary. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the oh. only thing they really changed from the comic continuity at the end. They, yeah. they tried the best oh. to set up the comic continuity, but they changed. So we're, we're saying that that's one comic that she printed up because <laughs> that she printed up. Yeah, because it can't it can't be public knowledge that, that that's his origin story. <laughs> You're totally right. It, like reveals who he is. That was my that, that was my one problem with it, and I, I just it was just that, that, that this it tells his whole origin story, and it's called Smallville. And <laughs> even though it's cool that DC's still holding the line at two ninety nine, that was hilarious. Just <laughs> funny. I saw um, that too. Yeah. Seven years later. Seven you know, years later, they they're pretty much. Uh, I guess it's, they made a decision. Two ninety nine. So, uh, but uh, so I, I mentioned that somewhere, and someone said like, well, well, uh, Ollie's like a millionaire, so like he could they could have just printed it up as like a novelty item or something that she shares with the kid. I don't know. That's a very good point. I didn't think about that actually. <laughs> she wrote, she wrote it. She got someone totally to did not even she, think. She about got Gary that. Frank to draw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that DC's so. still holding the line at two ninety nine. Meanwhile, Marvel Comics costs six ninety nine. Market share hasn't changed anyway. I hated to go there, but it was just, I mean, no, you're right. no, no, the no, fact no, that no, it no, is no, a yeah. secret yeah. who he is. That yeah. was great. Huh. Of course, you could change enough details in the book, to, but whatever. That's fine. No, but <laughs> I'm, really, was, I, I'm really happy you don't have to see these bright, bright blue t-shirts or bright red jackets on the TV anymore. Like, it was, some of the costume stuff was really getting to me towards <laughs> sort of the middle. It's like, does he always have to be in a bright blue shirt? They, oh, I, they I, always I had always to color to... coordinate everybody, and it wasn't just Superman. Oh, but... I like that. that that's something I, I really do. Like I like that, too. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it, it is what, yeah, it is fun. But I was like, God, There's one, a lot of those t-shirts. One specific, uh, one, spe- one specific aspect of the finale, which, got, which is more story-specific than about co- costumes, when uh, Annette O'Toole, when his mother shows back up at the house, 
and sees that you know Clark's selling it, and she's yeah. like, she's like, she's like, you misunderstood what I meant when I gave you the that deed. Was like I was just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like finally a natural reaction. Like Clark, what the hell are you doing selling my house? <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh God. Uh, well, he he did make a big assumption in that episode. I, yeah. Well, I guess it means that it's going, oh, oh, no, 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 it's the farm, it's the Kent farm, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Jonathan Kent like suddenly everybody can see him now? He's like Obi Wan. But that was that's is that fairly recent that he's been he, doing the Obi Wan trick? He was in the season opener. I watched that, and he was he like fixing a fence, and Clark went and talked to him. I think. I think there's some moments where it was really cool to see him there, and it, and I think oh, it was important awesome. to have him. But I kind of wish we'd just seen him to hand over the costume because that was a great moment. Well, I think, I think a lot of the, the a lot of the talking to him is in well, that's in Clark's head. He's not actually back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it was but there's also a, the same device where he's talking to Martha, and yeah. then but he does stick around a while. So man, I it, love John Schneider. Can I just tell you? I, so he's, awesome. Yeah, I, and like and the thing is that he was on the um what show? Oh, he, he came on like nine hundred two and zero last year, and he was awful. And I was like, no, he's Jonathan Kent. He just needs to be Jonathan Kent. So, oh God, he was so good. That jacket. Oh man, wow. Talk about American. So. Um, the another great moment in the finale, I thought, which Paul and I were talking about in the chat room during the live chat we did, was when first of all the scene between Lois and Clark through the door was a great. Scene. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when she threw, she passed her vows underneath the door, and this little flash of the vows, you oh. saw that she completely edited them. With yes, the I thought that was great. Yes. They were hilarious. <laughs> Neat. It had the word in the name Clark and is next to it. Need this? Yeah. Like all the edits were hilarious. Perfect. That was actually one of the nicest scenes bit. they've ever done together. Yes. Like, and they, what was great is they just let it play out. They didn't rush it. And it was really nice camera work because they were replacing panels. You know, the camera would pass and it was all going in that circular, circular yeah. motion. And they had to, it was, it was technically really, really kind of awesome, that camera like work. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> all they needed was the ground, the ground to be the ground to be wet, and then it would have been perfect, right? <laughs> no, but it was it was a wonderful scene, but a bunch of great character moments. And I think yeah. one of the, the strong things with ten years was they really you really developed these great characters. Um, and the fact that they showed her completely editing her vows like that, like in a way of a newspaper reporter, was a little flash of genius. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the last bit, did you think was, Chloe got what she needed to get out of in her? I felt like she was kind of glossed over, or maybe since she opens and closes the episode, that's sort of her moment. Because I felt like almost everybody got a really nice moment. Her, her arc kind of ended earlier in the season. Yeah, she, she and Oliver went off to Star City. Um, so really, she just yeah. sort of came back as a courtesy. But she did, her story was really over at that point. That was the, that was the other thing too. Okay, so it's like okay, so apocalypse is bearing down on Earth. The, the sky <laughs> is burning, and they're in the Kent farm, and they're like, all right, we gotta go do this. And and she goes, well, I can't do anything here because Watchtower's down, so I need to get back to my computer, at Star City. And they're like, okay. And then Green Arrow's <laughs> like, I'll go with you. And she's like, no, no, you're better here to help Clark. He's like, all right, how far away is Star City? Like, is she not going to drive an hour and a half to get back to her computer? Like, Clark's like, all right, I'll take you or something. But, like, it was like the, the geography of this show was – Well, like, you know, Smallville was a, was a suburb. Of- well, yeah, don't get me started on that. That's the other thing. that I, my favorite, One of my favorite moments of season one when Clark and Lana up on the windmill and they turn and they look and you see Metropolis in the distance. And literally you could throw a rock and hit a skyscraper. That's how close <laughs> the goddamn city is. Right? And it's just like, come on. It's like – it's that cl- – like, no, no. Like, it, was I, like a, it was like maybe a 30 30- minute drive maybe, maybe. it was maybe. traffic <laughs> right? and so like do you tell me that chloe's just gonna go back to star city like but like you know that she's sitting in traffic everyone's trying to evacuate you know like, yeah. just like <laughs> and meanwhile all oliver did was was shoot arrows through the the three through desaad and granny goodness and the other dude 
Uh, uh, who, 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 Godfrey. Yeah, like what? Like, like, and was were those arrows tipped with anything? All you had to do was shoot them with arrows. That was yeah. It they, they seemed like a pretty quick kill yeah. there. Yeah, it they, they yeah. should have done that a while ago. Yeah, and then he's out of costume and on the street, going, "Come on, Clark." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's that's the part where the the, the non powered hero can't do much but cheerlead. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, but anyway, that was a, a classic little. Oh come on, Chloe, <laughs> fucking Chloe! I, I, don't you have a laptop? Exactly. I bet Bruce Wayne wishes he knew it was that easy to kill Darkseid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't right. have to go back through time. You just have to go through his chest and turn him into crows and fire. Well, the brief mention of Batman brings us to the fact that the big gaping hole in Smallville throughout the years with all the DCU guest stars was they the Warner Brothers wouldn't allow Batman, yeah. Wonder Woman, or Green Lantern to show up on the show. But there was a couple episodes ago the oblique mentioning of Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah, a wonderful like a, woman and a like a something billionaire, a billionaire with a lot of gadgets. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and a, so and a nice wonderful to woman. At least acknowledge that they were at least in this world somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, so but, frustrating. It would have been. If you go so through the great. list of who's been on the show, there's it's amazing. Know, it's Almost every other major superhero, yep. in some way or another, has been on the show in some form. The Flash wasn't, but Impulse was, which is the same kind of thing. And right, the, the Cyborg and Aquaman. It was. Just, it was, it was I, I would have liked to have seen the JLA come back for this episode. Does it sort of show? I mean, it, I guess it's Clark's moment, but maybe some like video footage of the JLA helping uh, you know other cities the recover, the league, going around yeah. the world, something like that. Because they kept talking about we have this network of superheroes that's going to protect things while we have our wedding, yeah. right? But and you, you don't no ever get that. sense no, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's where the real world concerns come into, budgets and casting. Yeah, and yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah. it was still, I, I thought the idea, I mean, the, the focus should be Clark's mm-hmm. transformation to Superman. I thought that Absolutely. was handled really well. Clark's transformation and Lionel's beard. Yeah, oh. God, when, when the blood, the little drip of blood, I was like, oh. I like when he shows up at this a zombie dark side. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> oh, I love John Glover. John Glover is epic. <laughs> He's great. I was I was a little surprised at how bad the CG dark side looked. It's really, really I, bad. I mean, I really uh, feel like it, that's your, it's, that's it's your, easier that's your to do. W budget for you. Yeah, I think God, they, they had the head right, though. I thought they got the head right. Yeah, but it's just like it was, it's mouth kind of. Yeah. Rawr, do you like a Muppet or something? Yeah, do a Muppet. Yeah, just do like a like a puppet dark side or something. <laughs> Even if he doesn't move, just like have like a thing, just some practical thing. But I don't know. He looked like the like the Kool Aid Man, like the pitcher. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We were all satisfied. We were all pretty happy. But I think uh, I'm very I, happy. Um, yeah. I think the the vibe in the chat room was very positive. I think for the most part, unless your expectations were too high, and I think some people's were. They wanted a big. And that was also a problem a lot throughout the show. People wanted the summer movie action scenes, which, right, you never which you're never going to get. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm literally, when we finish this, I'm going to go watch the last like 10 minutes of the show. Again. Yeah, I didn't delete it. Normally, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. do the show off my DVR, but I'm going to give it another watch. Um, I, that, yeah. that moment when he, that you guys referred to earlier, when he finally is able to fly, like my, the room, I was watching with about 20 people who were riveted, and we, people just started cheering. And it was like, yeah. finally, he's flying. Like, Slow those low, are the moments. Those are the moments that you needed to get from the finale. It's not going to be the big, huge Ark of the Covenant tile battles or anything like that. It's going to be the small moments where you're like, it satisfies you. It's done the way you hoped it would be, and you can leave the show feeling good about it. You know, yeah, not disappointed. Not disappointed. And they were just, they they deftly deftly never showed us Tom Welling in the costume, which I thought was great. It was just the close up of the head, and you see the little blue and far away long shots of him. But like, yeah. I, and I think that that worked in its favor. I think. I think if we saw it works in the fact that this show's not about Superman. It's exactly. About yeah, exactly. Yep. But it just um, it makes you want that show, though, man. But they already have. <laughs> I mean, and then I was saying. well, we just need to see it, you know, the, those middle seven years, right? It's well, that's like, Lois and Clark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can watch and that show and then, and then um, get, really, get really upset. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a great first season of Lois and Clark. Yeah, sure. I still contend that first season. And was I great. do like John uh, Che as uh, Lex. He was great. I always thought. Now, what's interesting about the end of Smallville is for the first time in ten years until October, there is no live-action comic book-inspired TV show on. What the happens air. in October? Well, that's when Walking Dead comes back. Oh right. Yep. Yeah. But no, it, it, yeah, and no one. I mean, you're, you're, you've got nothing going on. Wonder Woman didn't get picked up. Lock and Key didn't get picked up. Oh really? Uh, so yeah, yeah, for the I first. I really want someone else to pick up Lock and Key. So but. for the first All time, right, Paul, I'll, pick it, I'll pick it up for you. <laughs> okay. Until Powers it, until Powers comes on, until Walking Dead comes back, you've got nothing in terms of superhero or comic book television shows, which is bad lash. <laughs> so Marvel. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's about it, it's it's possibly one of the most important comic book adaptations in, in the television media that, that there's ever been. I mean, there's been a lot of big ones, but this is a 10-year... No show's come even close to being 10 years. And, and those shows have been able to show, look, you can leverage pr- properties in comic books and other media and put it on TV in a classy way that's not embarrassing. You know, this show could have been a train wreck whenever they introduced a new hero from yeah. the, the, the pages of DC Comics. But it, it shows that... Old, and it was a great... Exactly. I, I, still say, I still say that based off Smallville, you could easily do a X-Men first-class TV show. Totally. And it would be good. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I, was, I was talking to a few people, some of the CW folks, and I was like, what you guys really need to do is make a Gotham Central sh- like TV show. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they won't let us touch it with the 10-foot pole. Like, the <laughs> Batman is so sacrosanct. Yeah. Like, you can... I mean, it's a. It's frankly amazing that Smallville even happened. Really, oh, I, I don't think, think I don't think you could do it today. I, I, no, it was in, it was in the dead zone where the movies there was no movie going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but what's interesting about that is that it actually there actually were two attempted spinoffs which didn't oh, go right, well. Yeah. There was the Aquaman slash Mercy Reef show which didn't make it past the pilot, and then there was Birds of Prey which yeah. did you mention Meteor Rocks in the Midwest? So you you could consider that a spinoff show of Smallville, which lasted one season. And wasn't Justin Hartley that original Aquaman? Justin Hartley played Aquaman in the pilot. That's yeah. so yeah, awesome. Yeah. But, Not so a terrible there, there pilot. Was a, there was a Smallville spinoff. It, I remember it premiered to huge numbers, and then it very yeah. quickly died because it wasn't very good. But the attempts to capitalize on the... Because people talking in the chat room and in, in, on the internet want spinoffs. Give me spinoffs of these characters. And it's Superman is just the right mix of things that comic readers like but things that the general public also like you're not gonna have mm. booster gold spinoff it's not gonna yeah. last more than right. three episodes did we mention the grayson show that didn't happen there's also the grayson show that was yeah. being developed but didn't happen either so there's been a lot of attempts to capitalize on this on this grayson's world. would totally work now because there's this thing going on with circuses and carnivals right <laughs> there is there like seriously if you watch a bunch of shows they have circuses and carnivals and things oh really interesting you can't touch gotham with a 10-foot pole because of chris Nolan yeah. right now yeah, yeah. Yeah. What worked with Smallville too, though, is it started out with them in high school, and you could grow with the characters. It didn't start out in Metropolis. Like right. you had this nice long arc, and there's very few stories out there that even that exist like that. that. Yeah. You know, you could do. I mean, I guess you could try to argue you could do like a Peter Parker show. You know, it, these years that's, that's just a Spider-Man show, though. Exactly, just, exactly, exactly, because that's exactly right. But that's what makes he has a costume earlier. You're right. That's what makes Superman character unique. Is that he's, yeah. He can be a hero as a kid without the costume, and he can grow and change. And, and also, everyone in the world knows, knows Superman. So that's why you can do that yeah. show. You can't do a Hawkman show as much as I'd love to see a Hawkman show. You're not going to do a, you know, a Zatanna show. Yeah. But it's, just, it's just not going to work. It's, just, it's that rare mix of things that Superman brings to the table that makes that kind of show work. Yeah. And, 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 and what a, a ripe time in just in the character's existence, those high school years. Like, you really didn't get a lot of that in the books, right? It's always been about Superman. 
And uh, well, we've gotten some. I mean, we've gotten some early, you know, like Superman All Seasons and Secret Identity. Like we've gotten some early sure, Superman sure, stories, sure. But yeah. just and, a and Superboy, and Superboy all through the Silver Age stuff like that, right? Or yeah, TV yeah. show. But I, what I th- all I thought was so funny about Smallville was that, like, you know, it, specifically with the character and it being like in a dead zone, and then with the Brian Singer movie coming out, and when the Brian Singer movie came out, there was all this like, oh, you know, Welling should be Superman and stuff like that, and and which was just ridiculous. But I just thought it was funny to see how not good Superman Returns was and compared to like week after week they're basically getting it right on Smallville like at the same time when that happened I yeah. thought that was very interesting but yeah who knows who knows what the future of the, the franchise will get, will give I mean the, the the next movie is will be interesting that's for sure with Zack Snyder directing it I, st- I still think that you could do something with Zatanna for an ongoing series because it does have that supernatural element yeah I think Possibly. it's well, the thing is, is that DC Entertainment's mandate, the reason why they became DC Entertainment and why they put Nelson in charge of the whole thing was to exploit these properties in the, in the movie and tel- television realm. So I'm not saying they're not going to try. They're certainly going to try. Yeah. It's just a matter of when and with who. But was, this isn't the last we've seen of the DCU on TV unless no network will, will put it up. How like much, how much do you want to get your hands on that Wonder Woman pilot, by the way? A lot. Uh, yeah, me too. If anybody has any ways to get, to get that to us, please, <laughs> please do it. Um, but that, you're going to see attempts, whether or not they, they actually happen or whether they succeed or whether they're any good will be another question. But the it's whole just, point of DC Entertainment is to have these things appear more on television. But the, the, the story of a hero discovering himself and coming to his own, you're just not that's, – that's an arc. That's, th- these are unique arcs. And like we're so lucky that we got this series because there's not a lot of those stories in the public consciousness out there left. With the sort of the the their hero coming and, and and realizing what his destiny was, yep. so and amazingly we got ten years of it and sometimes it hit sometimes it missed but but we got to see it finish which which is such which a, is great. a yeah. gift really it's I really love, yeah amazing. I love I, I love that it didn't get just get canceled and we just you know like I love that they were able to end it on their terms and honestly like over ten years I think it I think it hit more than it missed if you ask me yeah absolutely absolutely. Yep. Awesomeness. I, now again, uh, I'm just I'm so I'm sad that I won't, I'm I am sad that we're not gonna have it. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. Next, it is next weird. Rolls around yeah. and there's yeah. no Smallville for yeah. the first. It's time. always been it's always been an anchor. Yep. That you could go back to. I mean, and I was terrible. I would I would have like literally 12 episodes on my DVR just because I didn't have time. But I always knew that I could come home and watch it, and it was there was it was like comfort food. Yep. It was like getting well. It's like getting your stash of uh, stack of weekly comics yep. in a way. Yeah. That you could go back to that world and those characters. I'm really sad that uh, the characters won't be around. You know, it's just yeah. they watching them do it week after week and enjoying it. I mean, clearly, especially toward the end, I just felt like they were they knew the end was coming and they just really gave it their all with uh, some of the scenes. There were some really f- good moments over the past couple of weeks. I really enjoyed the bachelor party episode. Yeah, um, there was really some good just and watching the cast sort of loosen up and going, you know, here we are. We're just. We're, this is it. This is what, what we're going to give you. You know who I never quite understood was uh, Gaeta. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never quite understood what he was. How, uh, yeah, but but hey, it was fun to have him on. It was good. Yeah, that, it was good in that bachelor <laughs> party episode too. Yeah. So. Yeah. But well, that's so that's ten years of Smallville. Ten years um, of Smallville. Come to ifanboy.com. We'll have a discussion post where you can talk about your memories of the show, what you thought of the finale, just in general, what your thoughts on Smallville were. We we, re- we recommend you come do that. It's going to be a good, interesting discussion, I think. And then, yep. uh, and if you if you didn't watch Smallville and for some reason you listen to this, go back and and get the DVDs. It's, I mean, it was a fun show. I strongly recommend it to anybody who didn't watch it. It was very enjoyable. I'm really thinking about that that full series set, but it's not in Blu-ray, which annoys me. But <laughs> yeah, the, I, the, yeah, they will do a. I, I don't even know. Are they're not widescreen those original ones, right? Are no, they? but they can still master them from the yeah. Film. They'll master yeah. widescreen. Yeah, 
They probably will. I don't it's know. It's gonna be a, yeah. It'll, I, I did hear that there will be a Blu-ray. If there's a Blu-ray set, set, I would have pre-ordered it during the middle of that. Yeah, yeah that's a mistake. That, that moment. It's not having it available during the show. The yeah. about anything you put in front of me during that time. <laughs> exactly. That's how jazzed I was. I was like, oh, just give me all of it. I'll take yeah. it all. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, uh, coming uh, December 2012, Superman: The Man of Steel. Yep. The next live-action incarnation of Superman. So Zack, Zack Snyder, produced by Chris Nolan. It'll be interesting. That's for sure. Excellent. Yeah. So go to ifanboy.com. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ifanboy. Check out the Pick of the Week podcast every Sunday. And don't miss that comes out every Monday. And check out Mike and Paul's great writing on the website. And Connor's and mine as well. And it's good times. Good times. I'm, I'm very sad that it's gone. Yeah, what are we going to do? I don't know. I'm say until next time, but there is no yeah, next there's time. there's no next time. All right, well, until our next special edition podcast, which is probably X-Men... Yes. Right, yeah, X-Men. So until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Mike. Remy Zero! <laughs> Remy Zero! The best moment happened in the season finale of season one. Product placement Pete. Remy Zero. We'll never forget it. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but for you know how like sometimes you tweak the lyrics or whatever? And uh, years ago, I forget who it was with or whatever, but we, we altered Save Me to Shave Me. Somebody oh, that's great. Shave. I thought they should have had like a Remy Zero cognac they could drink out of. Like, <laughs> but uh, oh, God. it never worked out. Good times. Somebody said-